Welcome to episode six of the African Boss Babe Show. My name is Coach H. I'm your host. Super, super excited for today's topic. Um, I think this is one that we definitely need to chat about because every single one of us faces it somewhere or another. If not, at least a friend of yours has gone through it. So, yeah, let's just get this show on the road. As usual, I just want to thank all the listeners who have tuned in to previous shows. Um, It means a lot. And I recently checked out my emails and I got some feedback on the office relation ones. And it just means a lot to us that you are listening. So today I'll be flying solo. Uh, my co-host is taking a break. She has some business to attend to, but that's fine. I have a lot to say on <laughs> on this topic, and I believe that um, we'll have a good chat today. So let's just get this show on the road. Okay, so let's start with... Signs it's time to cut off a family member. Like, what are some of those signs, some of those common signs or red flags that could indicate it maybe is time to cut off a family member? So the first one for me is when each time, like if you just guide your, if you just take a time to look at your feelings, um whenever you're around this particular individual or when you're speaking to them, sometimes it's on the phone or through text um, at an event or whatever. And if you take a recount of how you're feeling after that um, conversation, then most of the times it's never a happy feeling, right? So most of the times you are you know you're left feeling irritated you're left feeling maybe a bit sad um you are just wondering why the hell did you even start this conversation to in the first place um and most of these conversations sometimes are judgmental so you'll find somebody going uh i think especially <laughs> Uh, some of the African women have experienced this, like, why have you added so much weight? Why don't you have a husband yet? Um, when are you getting married? Why don't you have children? What made you pick that hairstyle? Which job are you in? When are you moving? And although these questions may sometimes feel like they're coming from a good place, the tone and the delivery and the timing sometimes just isn't right. Actually, most times isn't right. And honestly, it's the person who's listening to what you're saying who has the right to tell you how they're feeling about the words that are coming out of your mouth. 
so another level of um another another feeling or level of judgment that can come from a family member who is now exhibiting these red flags that may be indicating it's time to cut them off is um each time you share good news each time you share something happy they shut it down you know so you'll never hear congratulations you'll never hear words of encouragement it will always be them instilling types of doubt or asking you pushing you to do some more so obviously if you're in the moment where you're trying to celebrate something and then you find out that the person that you're trying to share this good news with to keep keep your spirits uplifted is bringing you down i would definitely say that that is another red flag um okay so what else would be a red flag yeah say it's just the same things that you feel i think it really goes down to to feelings and sometimes if you want to take it practical it can be the types of conversations right so sometimes you're always yelling with uh, you're always shouting with this person you're at this person you always feel or oh, they're shouting at you you always feel like you need to explain yourself or defend yourself or defend your family and basically at the end of the day every single interaction with this individual just leaves you so drained emotionally sometimes physically spiritually mentally and you're just wondering like god damn i know we're family but I really don't feel like you are a friend or that you love me based on how we interact with each other. So obviously I think that's a good time. This is a good time for us to differentiate between normal family disagreements and something that warrants cutting a family member off. So as it's human nature to have disagreements with people. In fact, I say this all the time um, in my coaching practice. Uh, I remember this weekend I was doing some training for a team, some teachers at a school, and they were facing quite a bit of conflict within uh, the staff. And so it was important for me to bring up that conflict is healthy. You know, disagreements are there so that people can clear up the air and figure out exactly what each individual is trying to communicate in terms of their needs. And then from there, you can come up to a solution. Uh, the opposite of that, obviously, is assumptions or brushing things under the table. And what happens is that... Um, uh, hate starts to brew from such situations because you'll find one party is always comfortable at the expense of another. So you'll find one person is for us to avoid conflict, which a lot of people like doing. We don't want to even argue. We don't want to bring up any type of discussion. We don't want to talk about anything uncomfortable because um, it's not the right thing to do. So 
what happens is the other person who is being shut down, the other person who has to put their feelings aside and just accommodate uh, the other individual and avoid the conflict also ends up really suffering. Um, and then what happens sometimes is that they'll end up blowing up one day and it's not going to be pretty. And you find out like, oh my God, what the hell? I thought we were cool. Uh, where's all this coming from? And somehow they're just yelling or they've, I don't know, resigned or whatever. So the point here <laughs> is that conflict is healthy. Disagreements are there so that people are able to clear the air. Hey, Marquise, how are you doing? Yeah, so how do we tell the difference between a normal family disagreement and one that has gotten so, so bad, you have to cut that member off? Um, so normal family disagreements can, they happen ad hoc once in a while. They don't happen all the time. Uh, and depending on the emotional maturity of the individual, through the disagreement, as I mentioned, you'll be able to come up with a solution and then understand what each other's boundaries are, right? And then that way you'll be like, oh, okay, this person actually doesn't like it when I talk to them like this. Um, this person doesn't like it when I don't communicate because sometimes it's not just about talking, it's about the things you don't say. And then if you're respectful and considerate enough, you're going to try your best not to repeat those things. So that's what I would consider a normal family disagreement, right? Then now there are those ones that just warrant a family member to be cut off. You're just like, you know what? I've had it up to here. Um, this thing needs to end. We cannot interact anymore. In fact, if possible, lose my number. Yeah. So for that is, again, the frequency. So a normal family disagreement, you'll find that um, it happens, as I said, once in a while. But this one that will warrant a toxic family member being cut off, you find that this thing happens all the time. Like no matter what you do, every single time you talk to this person, they put you down. Every single time you talk to this person, you have an argument. An argument or a disagreement. Every single time you talk to this person, you feel like shit when the conversation is done. Um, to me, that's a sign to cut them off. You know, you're cutting them off. <laughs> you're, you're cutting them off so that you can limit or eliminate the interaction altogether, right? Because as we've seen every single time you come into each other's spaces or each other's attention, then fire erupts, you know? And most of the times it's, um, most of the times it's not pretty. So honestly, if 
the frequency is every single time <laughs> you know just take note like okay this is the first time you've done this to me this is the second time you've done this to me or we've had an agreement a disagreement i wouldn't even say uh it's necessarily like a victim situation where something is being done to you but you can find that there are energies and spirits within you that just don't agree with this individual even though they are your blood right so frequency cut them off if it's happening too often cut them off um if it's messing up with your mental health as i mentioned you know we we defined what the signs are the different red flags so you find yourself taking like a whole day to recover like just because you talked or interacted with this person your mood has been so down um you keep thinking and replaying that conversation or that scenario in your head uh it's affecting how you interact with other people around you because you can't seem to forget what happened if anything you're even thinking of other ways you should have responded uh so it's just consuming your life like every interaction you have with this person is consuming your life it's taking over then for me that is a for sure sign that that is somebody you need to consider cutting off right um so i think i'm just going to take a small break here to uh obviously you know welcome you guys to the african boss babes this space was this show rather was created to you know facilitate a safe space for us to have certain conversations that are social um and you know force us to grow impact us emotionally and also considering some some of our cultures in the continent especially if you're diaspora you know you are now in another culture when your original culture is what raised you and grounds you and then amongst all of that you just have to deal with life uh relationships business uh, and um adulting <laughs> in general and so that's what this room was created for we basically take topics that cover our daily lives and we see how we can bring them to life have conversations about them so if you are enjoying the show or if you have any type of feedback please and you're listening especially to the replay on either apple or spotify where african boss babes i would like to kindly ask that you take some time to review the show um you know leave your comments there there's a question i know on apple that says how did you find the show i think on spotify as well answer that question you know like give us that feedback because it means a lot to us and it also helps us grow um let's go back to signs that it's time to cut off a family member right so we've kind of covered this a bit but the question is that what does what impact does it have on your mental health 
and your overall well-being. I think I had, I think this is a good time for me to share like some sort of a personal story where I was um, basically in a situation where I had to cut off not just one, but actually quite a few of my family members. Um, This came as a huge like surprise to me because the background is I never thought anything like that would ever happen. So I always considered myself to have a very healthy relationship with my family. Uh, I don't even know if I understood the meaning of healthy then, but maybe let me use the word normal. You know, I just thought that uh, we were good, like, and I didn't think there would ever be anything in my entire life that would warrant uh, a moment where I had to sit down and say, you know what, I have to act like you're dead to me. Like I have to cut you off because it had gotten so bad. I could not believe that I was related to these people. You know, I could not believe, I could not even start to understand how they were treating me. Um, I started questioning if really I'm their child. Like I said, not just one, but many. So this extended to like uncles and aunts and almost like a whole side of my family that when you look at our bloodlines and our blood ties like these are people who you know i'm their daughter i'm their niece i'm their sister and all of a sudden it's like i was disposable you know all of a sudden it's like the choices i had decided to live by in my life was so heavy on them i don't know why (laughs) but they chose to take them as such so personally that they were willing to disown me as their child you know and then it also became conditional like that's that's how i knew uh I should probably consider like choosing myself, choosing my well-being and everything because it just started becoming like, if you don't do this, then we won't be here for you. You know, that's where the condition started coming in. Like if you don't um, go and, you know, basically denounce this element of your life then um you can also count us out we are not your family members so obviously that hurt me a lot like um it made me angry it made me uh i was i was just also very shocked that it was happening because as i mentioned I just somehow felt like I was special. And before this incident, if anybody ever came to me 
and said, ah, Manze, I don't really get along with my family. I just feel like I'm never going to talk to them again. Honestly, I wouldn't have understood, you know. I would have thought that they're overreacting because I was blinded by the bliss that was my life and my interaction with my family. So because of all this, it got to a point where I just had to, you know, like I was just in so much pain and disbelief because I felt alone. Uh, Obviously, I had other family members like my sisters who were there for me, but it's such a weird feeling to have family (laughs) that is alive, like they're breathing, but they're basically dead to you, you know, and it's, it's the strangest feeling because you know they exist you know you can see them living life and you know even worse moving on with their lives celebrating other people going to events but because of the pain that they've inflicted on you that is just so much and I think in this case I would call it rejection so I, it was more like we wouldn't accept you if you're not in a specific way. Um, that really, that really hurt, and that really took me a while to finally sit down with that pain and say, okay, you know what? I think I need to take ownership of my life. I need to understand that these are the people that, even if they're my bloodline, I can't interact with them anymore. Because interacting with them was just killing my soul every single moment. Hey, Kemi, how you doing? So, yeah, so, um, yeah, I had to make that tough decision to, to cut them off. So, what does actual cutting off look like? Um, I was in family whatsapp groups right i had to leave because this is where i was seeing the updates of people moving on with their lives you know people celebrating because you know life goes on (laughs) that's the reality of it and you're sitting there with like anger spewing and you're looking at these people smiling at you that you think you're thinking they're fake (laughs) But if you think about it, they're not being fake. They're just being their authentic selves, like they're living their lives. But you are just so angry at how they've treated you or rejected you or whatever. That I was like, you know what? Uh, Every single time a message comes in into these WhatsApp family groups that I'm in, like I'm losing my mind, you know? Uh, I'm sitting here, I'm complaining to my partner. I'm starting to to come up with stories every single day about how they are crappy and they are shitty. And basically this whole situation was just consuming my life. So it got to a point I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I'm even in these groups. They were almost like six or seven groups. Um, 
I don't know why I'm in here. At some point, I had to ask myself some really tough questions. Like, it's almost like because they've already rejected you in one way, some part of me was almost waiting for them to make extra moves such as remove me from the group, you know? But... (laughs) But the reality is that these guys don't even know what impact their actions have had on me. You know, as I've said, they're moving on with their lives. You know, they're going on with their lives as usual. And you, I was just there sitting with anger and whatever. So I was like, 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 what am I waiting for? Am I waiting for an alarm, a whistle? Like, remove yourself from the situation because a simple notification from WhatsApp was setting me off. So that's the first cutoff that I did. Um, obviously, as diaspora, a lot of uh, interactions on the phone. So a lot of the cutting off was happening on the phone. Again, back to WhatsApp. You have your main message line at the front where each time someone contacts you, obviously, you just see it. So I started using <laughs> the archive um, function a lot where this even though a notification comes in you're not going to be able to see it unless you go you intentionally go into the archive space and then open that message so that's another thing i did i archived a whole bunch of these chats that again i knew each time they would come up they would just trigger me like crazy um whatsapp statuses right uh i speak a lot on my whatsapp status uh, obviously um through my career like just you know maybe advertising shows advertising opportunities um speaking motivating some of my clients or, or current or future so i'm very very active on whatsapp as a business platform to interact and engage with people I could I could work with or currently work with. So yeah, you know, I would now see uh that that member has come to check up like one of those members that I've cut off whatever uh that I needed to cut off like by now has come and checked my statuses. Oh my god. Like my tummy would just burn with anger, you know, cuz I'd be like why are you all up in my business? Like, why are you still trying to follow up on my life? If you clearly said, um, or if you've clearly shown that you don't want to be a part of it. So, like, new daku, like, what is it? And again, in, <laughs> in taking ownership of, you know, my actions and my emotions, I couldn't just fully rely on them to now answer these questions because the burning sensation is in my tummy you know these guys i i don't even i can't even speak for them honestly because they're just <laughs> living their lives and obviously have the audacity to come and still check on what i'm doing so that's another place that i just you know i blocked them off and yeah, so these like actions, especially like on a, on a, same thing with social media. I did the same thing. 
where I just cleaned up my entire list. Like I just found out like, look, if you're not adding any value in my life, if I don't feel your vibes, then there's actually an option to like remove followers. And I did it like unprovoked, um, not feeling anything because, excuse me, it was just time for me to do that in order to feel some level of peace and not constantly live in in anger and discomfort so uh did did these did these actions help absolutely they helped me so much because guess what i no longer had messages coming in from family that i didn't want i was no longer in groups from with family that were not serving me um i was no longer seeing random people's names snooping on my statuses and stuff and so i wasn't triggered right like i literally took away all the triggers the the ones that i knew um that that was setting me off right and so for me that's how i went about you know the actual action of cutting some of my family members off um and it really really played a big role in my path towards healing because then i was no longer focused on the people who had hurt me or had done things to me i just had me to deal with so i started focusing on what is it that will make me feel better what is it that will um help me forgive what is it that will help me forgive myself for those feelings because as i mentioned earlier like this whole thing was so surprising because i never ever expected it me i thought i was good you know it's almost like ignorance is bliss it's different if you have grown up in a family of turmoil where people are always fighting and mini mini so you get used to it you know you think that's normal but if you're in my position where <laughs> we just we just i i had it good you know guys i had it good like i was so close to my aunts my uncles um i was just close to these people and eh, yeah they showed me flames and it was time for me to cut them off so i was definitely definitely feeling better uh okay so we are on the halfway mark of the show and i do want to take a little uh detour on the conversation from the personal story and go on to answer like how social expectations and cultural norms around family dynamics can basically influence our decision making process you know this is big especially for africans like african culture like if you even just begin to say that you cut off a family member i don't even think we use those words like if you just say you're not speaking to someone because you're currently in a disagreement or whatever like 
people look at you like you're crazy you know people look at you like you're crazy people start to say you're being disrespectful you know you're not a, you're not a respectful child you should just sit there and take crap from your uncle or your aunt or whatever because they're your uncle or your aunt or whatever um and so i guess culturally it's just seen sadly <laughs> Sadly, it's sometimes seen as, um, you know, like like you're basically not being a good team player if you think that your feelings should come before anybody else, especially if they're above you in the hierarchy. That is your parents, your older siblings, your uncles, your aunts, sometimes even your grandparents. Um, and yeah you should just sit there and take it you should just sit there and be insulted you should just sit there and be spoken to to the way the way people want you should just sit there and um be a punching bag or a mat a doormat or whatever and that is actually celebrated like the more quiet you are the more shit you take the more um you go and just cry in your pillow at night or cry to your friends and act strong in front of them and at these events or in front i don't know whatsapp groups in my case or whatever uh they will actually (laughs) when that time comes they'll actually have really good things to say about you yeah they're gonna be like yeah this this girl's actually so polite she's so kind she's a good child meanwhile not caring a damn about how you feel or how their actions make you feel so i would definitely say cultural norms um make it a lot more difficult for you to to make that choice to cut off a member especially because of everything that we've talked about in terms of the red flags and how they're making you feel and how it's affecting you so if you are listening and you are in that position i think i would just reiterate like the peace of mind that came obviously speaking from a personal experience um that came from taking having the courage to make that tough choice because the key word here is that it's tough it wasn't easy uh, i was basically choosing to be by myself because another reason that stops us from cutting people off especially in our african community is that you know we even have things like fundraisers chama like in in south africa they call them stock fills like you have several moments where community comes together for celebrations for sending kids off to school or whatever for any type of you know those support weddings um funerals and aside from the money like you'll find some people coming to help you 
<laughs> you know, to help you set up, to help you cook, to help you clean. If you have kids, they're helping you with like taking care of them. You can drop them off there because they're family. Like the support is actually sometimes so much. And if you have to wait against cutting these people off, you can sometimes, you know, it's understandable if you're fearful of, okay, who the hell am I going to depend on? Who the hell am I going to fall on? Who am I going to call when I need them to be around? Because now I've gone ahead <laughs> and cut them off. So I can also relate <laughs> to those feelings a lot. And it does it does get lonely, right? But what I would say is chances are high you're not cutting everyone off you're just cutting the specific cancers <laughs> sorry i don't have a better word to describe them right now but you're cutting off the specific people that cause you to feel some type of way as and when you interact with them so for example for me i got like extra close to my sisters because they were there for me and now I was like oh my god I need to love up on these girls a little bit more because I can't believe they they can ride for me in that way you know so we got closer it became more about I was so intentional about my interactions with them like checking in on them because I'm like I <laughs> I've seen <laughs> with my own two eyes that should should hit the fan i know who's gonna be there for me and the people who i thought were gonna be there for me they're nowhere to be seen so what i would say is that like focus on the few people who are there for you um in your family it might not be that it might be that weird cousin that you never used to pay attention to um you know whatever but you see that they're there for you then I, what i would say to you is you know uh cherish cherish that relationship and focus on that nurture it build on it and you know that way you will have a way to spend your energy as opposed to like hating or feeling sad for yourself for the people who are no longer in your life um I guess I know we're talking about family like specific bloodlines, but then there's also family that we end up um you know friends who become family, like family that we what's the word like we almost build them for ourselves, create that that like relationship for ourselves because. You just find that you have these humans who've been around you. They're not your blood, but they're there for you. You're there for them. And they somehow just end up becoming what you in your soul consider family. Um, again, cherish those ones as well. Cherish those ones as well. Because, guys, I think especially after the pandemic, um, we really we really realized that there's a lot of loneliness going on in this world you know and i guess in the case of family you can almost 
feel entitled to their love and their the relationship with them because you're like so you're my cousin you know <laughs> you're my aunt so you should be there for me but <laughs> the reality is that we're humans right we're human beings and people have their own prejudices people have their own dramas people have their own things that cause them to act in the way that they do and so it's really not in our place to feel entitled to their acceptance and their love and whatever should it come great but if it's cause it's costing you like your peace and you know your emotional stability and freedom and happiness and joy then cut it off cut it off all right ladies if you're in the room and you would like to come up and just share an experience or um you're currently going through something where you're like you want to cut someone off and you just don't know how you don't know if it's the right time to do it or whatever then feel free to do that or if you want to comment in the phone channel you're welcome to do that as well um but yeah so so far we've covered like what are some common signs and red flags that indicate it may be time to consider cutting off a family member um we really really touched on like your feelings i think that's your biggest sign like listen to your gut when you're talking to this person how do they make you feel and that should be a huge indicator as to whether this is somebody you need to have in your life or not. We've also discussed like the difference between like just a regular family disagreement and one that warrants cutting a family member off. So the big one here was frequency. Uh, as I said, conflict is normal. It happens. It's good because it helps clear the air. You know, it helps get an understanding of, oh, okay, this is this person's boundary. This is this other person's boundary, you know. But now with the red flags that I said, this feeling, this interaction, if it's something that happens each and every time you talk to this person, trust me, that is your biggest sign to let it go. Because I guess the question here is, what are you holding on to? You know, you're just holding on to conversations that consistently put you down. You're holding on to a relationship that literally doesn't exist with any type of positives. It's all about judgment. It's all about looking down. It's all about competition. It's all about, you know, whatever. You know the feelings. You you know what? I've mentioned your gut and I think that is your your guide you know that's your compass that should tell you with anyone outside of family you know in a job with friends with whatever colleagues um your boss your gut always speaks to you like literally it's like your sixth sense and you just get this feeling where you're like you know what <laughs> man this person we ain't cool <laughs> that's your your inner spiritual whatever your ancestors talking through you protecting you your angels whatever listen to them um the first time you can maybe ignore it because you're like i felt like a funny vibe from this person um oh that's a really good question i felt a, a funny vibe from this person 
but I'm not sure. Let me give them another chance. And then you give them another chance. Hey, and you feel the vibe again. And it happens again. And before you know it, you're like, look, I've been paying attention to like the last 10. Let me even be extra, maybe 15 to 20 interactions. And every single time I feel the same way. So that is for me a huge sign for you to say, you know what? I should probably cut these people off. So um, thanks, Kape, uh, for the question. Because that's a really, really good question. Uh, I guess what is the definition or the difference between cutting someone off and taking a break? Because here you're asking, do we cut off family members or rather take a break from them? Um, so to be for real, because it can be very hard to do away with blood, there's always things things that are linking you up true uh i know you guys came in a bit late when i'd already shared a story where i had to cut family off and i guess the duration of the cut off is really up to you and i and i guess up to that person who they also have a right to be like hey so you decided to disappear from my life from my life for five years or for five months or whatever duration and then now you're back and you expect me to like welcome you with open hands totally understand that as well um especially if there wasn't like if you just ghosted and was kind of just like i'm just gonna go take time some time for me because whatever's currently happening right now is just not doing it so the people you cut off have a right to accept you back or reject you because should you choose to to cut them off or take this break so i think i think that's an important point to make and then secondly what happened to me is that a few of the people that i had cut off then and my duration was probably about a year a year and a half um I've started rekindling those relationships today, right? But only after I had used that year, year and a half to do a lot of work in terms of healing, as I mentioned, forgiving, figuring out what is it about this interaction with these people that triggers me in the first place? Um, how can I go about setting certain boundaries within myself or communicating it to them about what I can accept or what I can't accept. Because you're right, they're blood. <laughs> like you're going to be around these people. You can cut them off, but you can't cut off your line. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure you can come on. So, yeah, so that's that's the thing with, with, with the situation where currently... Um, I'll give you a moment to speak right now. Yeah, currently, I'm like re, re, rekindling these conversations, um, but I'm so much stronger. Like my soul is stronger. My heart is stronger. I'm not easily like triggered. I'm not easily, I, 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 can, I can discern tones and conversations when you come at me in any kind of way. And I wouldn't even say come at me because maybe previously when they would just open their mouths in my head, I would interpret it as someone coming at me. 
you know and kumbe they're just being themselves so what then a year ago felt like a complete cut off like at that time in my head i was like forever and never amen i'm never ever talking to you in fact you're dead to me i'm never ever going to interact with you um now after i've taken that time to do the work i'm just kind of like able to have conversations again obviously they're not the same but not a complete cut off hey cafe what's up karibu um mike over to you please tell us what you think on this topic or just share your own personal experience or thoughts we'd love to hear from you uh hi coach okay well gone well gone yeah well uh i've been listening to you for a minute and i have a question actually uh so when you say when you say cut of family members from um, the story that you just gave us what what exactly does it entail when you say cut off what exactly what are the things that you do or what okay are the things that you do not do okay so i mentioned um earlier like because i'm like diaspora based so a lot of my interactions were virtual so a lot of the actual actions i did in terms of cutting off were <laughs> on platforms specifically like whatsapp so for example i was in a lot of family whatsapp groups um it used to trigger me when i see people chatting because i was just feeling like they're being fake and that time they've hurt me or whatever whatever so i left those groups i did mention that it had gone to a point where i was like why am i even here because i can see what's i can see how the interactions are dealing with me and it's almost like i was waiting for someone to kick me out and like add to the rejection I was already feeling. Anyways, so leaving those groups, again, I mentioned that um, like archiving certain chats with people. So like certain aunts or certain humans, family members that had cut off, uh, every time it would pop up, like they're looking for me or they want to say something, it would just mess me up so much um emotionally when i looked at that message so archiving it so that if i did need to interact with it it was me going there and saying okay now i'm ready or now i'm in a position to go and check it out or whatever uh some are just completely blocked honestly but that's a story for another day whatsapp statuses i mentioned that they would come and now look and that again would set me off on fire so a lot of what happened to me was virtual um yeah. social media in person <laughs> did you inform would... them when you're about no. to cut them off or you just ghosted i just ghosted okay. i i know i sent one a specific letter because i was mm-hmm. so hurt like i sent a okay letter yes giving me what me message on on whatsapp but like i'd taken a lot of time to draft it and share how i was feeling and how i felt betrayed and how i felt hurt and how i felt rejected like that letter was detailed you know um obviously the person just like basically respat in my face and was just like and whatever <laughs> anyways it had started becoming a real a real war because then uh it's for me it's easier to fight with my words so i was like i don't know I'll, 
I don't know, I was going through a lot. Like I was going through a whole episode of almost wanting to get that love and approval from this person. And I was doing it by like calling them out on all the bullshit that they do and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that one I mentioned, it didn't go well. (laughs) But I did um, express how I was feeling. And then after the second round of rejection after my feelings opening up then um that's where I was like okay I need to make this decision to just cut this relationship off because I let you hi dish hi Diana I'm a city so yeah Kafe, what do you you hear what do you hear about that yeah uh well um I have two questions for you and then um I'll give my perspective on it you can answer maybe before after whichever you choose uh these people do you in future intend to you know rekindle that relationship with them uh maybe on different terms definitely not on the terms that uh, made you stay away if they come to you would you be more willing to take them back and uh you know be family again maybe not do the things exactly the same way but you know have them back in your life Mm -hmm. is that the only question that's the second Uh, one the first question is, do you intend to rekindle this oh, relationship in the future? To... And then the okay. second question is, if they come to you, okay. are you willing to to take them back? So the funny thing is, I was mentioning earlier again, is that this happened a year, about about like a year and a half ago. So the cutoff has been, was about that long. But funny enough, this year, like, I found myself rekindling these conversations, like, talking to these people. And, again, like, just to take ownership, like, I'm not, I've I've grown, you know. I took time to mourn, I took time to heal, I took time to reconcile with myself. And, obviously, I had some shit going on on my own as well and needed to, like, be solid in who i was whether or not humans were in my life or not so that was a huge one because yeah i just realized there was some sort of um expectation like okay because it's family because it's family you know you're there for me in this specific way and so when that happened it hit me like a, a bomb when they didn't show up and i almost like lost my mind i did crash it's not something that was visible to the outside world but emotionally inside i was i was dying i was lashing out i was going through like bouts of depression um but as i said yeah i did a lot of work so now i'm talking to them again like they might start to trigger me but because i have like so much wisdom for from some of those interactions, I'm I'm able to know like okay, a conversation say like okay, thanks for thanks for calling. I get off the phone. We don't have like long chats like we used yeah. To. You don't get too personal. You don't mm, let them in too deep. much. Yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. they're just cordial because they're your yeah. family, as you said. I get it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm going to give you my perspective on science. It's time to cut off a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I'll share this story. I don't know if you would relate to it, but maybe somebody in your platform would relate to it. I have a very big family and my family is not, was not exactly, I have about over 40 uncles and aunties, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then I have cousins who have children my age. Yeah. You get how big that is. I have nephews yeah. with children my age. I, yeah. It's a big family. So when you have Welcome a big to family, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you have a big family, um, and then the, your star shines earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to refer to that word because all they say, everybody's turn would get, it would get to somebody's turn, it would get there, yeah? Mm-hmm. So when it, I think when your star shines first, as a, as a member of that family, a child, an uncle, an auntie, and your star shines first, there's too much responsibility that is put on you. You have yeah. so yeah. many things you need to do. <clears throat> For my case, um, uh, I mean, I had no problem supporting family and everything, but then it got to a point where um, it felt like Um, is it just me or did we lose this in the front channel? If you can hear something. But they expect okay, you, you know, they expect you to help them. If you don't help them, then there's a problem. And it was bad, you know, it gets to a point you even invited to very funny WhatsApp group, you know, oh, you know, we're, we're building, uh, we're replacing the roof for my mom. And these are like people of 50 years old. Why would you create a WhatsApp group for that? You can, you can, you can, you can work hard and do that. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a matter of life, and it's something you can do. Just change to a new one. You know, very little things here and there, little things here and there, and then you start realizing if you don't do it, if you say, "Oh, you know, I can't be able to be part of that today or whatever," they get, they actually get mad at you. They don't talk to you. They, they don't talk to you. They get mad at you for real. And then all, all of a sudden, I have very, I have relatives that I don't even know, I've never seen since I was a child, just calling you randomly. Oh, you know, I am your aunt or I'm your uncle from where I were. Or I'm sister to so-and-so. Or you don't know so-and-so, go married. I don't even know all these people they're talking about, you know? Yeah. So it gets to a point, you have to choose you. You have to put yourself first. If it's in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, you know, your emotional space, your personal space, your solitude, your finances, anything, you have to, at some point, put yourself first. You have to choose yourself. And when I say yourself, if, if you're a mom, it's you and your family, your children. If it's, if it's just you, it's you. If it's you and your partner, it's you and your partner as a, as a couple, like if it's a husband and wife, you have to choose you first. And then after you've taken care of yourself, now you'll be strong enough to take care of the others and the other family members. Because if you lose yourself for trying to build them, you break down and they can't build you. Mm-hmm. So at some point, my, uh, when it gets to a point where uh, you have to choose yourself, you put your foot down and do it. If I have to cut a family member off, I wouldn't, I would, I would definitely tell them what the problem is. Because this is family, so we'll definitely meet again. Communicate to them what the problem is. Communicate again. Communicate through a family member. 
probably our relative, if they are relative from my mother's side, through the relative my mom, if it's from my dad's side, through the relative, but you know, through yeah. somebody you can bring reason because when you discuss two people and you can't find reason, just bring up the third perspective to the conversation. And when they can't see my point, you just you just go silent. I don't cut, I don't, I do participate, I, talk, I see them, they call me, yeah, I respond, but I will not make the efforts, I will not make the fast moves, whatever, you know, just calm down, relax. And then when you feel, and participate when you can, not, not, you don't have to participate in everything, you know. Participate mm -hmm. in what you think is, is good. Like for my case, I see, I think education is a good thing. Everybody has a different perspective. So for family, I would offer to take the kids to school. If it's anything to do with school, I'm happy to come in and help out. But if it's personal yeah. issues like, oh, there's a wedding, Kunashere Mahali, there's this and that, things are happening, uh, no. If it's emergencies it's like medicals, funerals, you know, there's emergencies and then there's basic needs like education. I feel like for you to, for a family to have children, these two adults working, you can definitely provide food for your children. Okay. That you can, you know, so sometimes you, you find relatives are calling you, they're trying to blackmail you, or we don't have food. What do you mean you don't have food? What do you mean you don't have food when you're sitting on, on a piece of land where you can till and do? You know, some, some things are just, some problems are not, they're not really problems. They're just far-fetched, you know? You yeah. cannot cry every day and say, oh, cry and cry and pray. Pray and then sleep. You can't do that. You, you I, saw, I tried to motivate them to go out and do their own thing, you know, like they don't need to, to be very dependent. So if, you, if you're a family member who's a, a bit stable and the other family are depending on you, you can pick one person in a family and assist them, either put a business up for them, take them to school, do something that they can come back and help their own members. So one, one, one. And yeah, so I think I've spoken enough, but uh, Sylvia is here now. Hi, Sylvia. Maybe you can check the mic for a bit. For anybody okay. who's I think thank you so much. No, I think one thing that I've really picked up from you is the whole notion of like filling up your cup before you pour into anyone else. Because honestly, what are you pouring if you're empty? That's always the bigger question that I ask. Um yeah, and, and I think one big thing that we didn't cover today, obviously with family that can get so burdensome is really black tax. your network you keeps passing out coach oh thank you we thank you thank you for letting yeah. me know um damn i hope it hasn't been doing that the whole time can you guys hear me now please just flash your mic or doing it put like it's a... doing it every every okay. every 10 seconds you you i'm so sad okay sylvia please go and share with us hopefully my network comes back or i don't know what's what's up with your connection is it just me sylvia I hi yeah. ladies. So I okay, can hear very you very well, Coach. Like, okay, cool. I don't kata. Okay, um, Sawa. Please share with us. Karibu sana. Asante. Um, okay. Um I'll try not to be long winded. But so I've listened to like how the discussion's been going and I completely agree with like both of your perspectives and actually when you said you know um you wrote a letter to like one family member 
you know expressing yourself I actually it took me back to when I did that <laughs> and then like um when my B was asking um like are you going to continue like being around them or you know like are you going to make up with them after you cut them off I think that's a good question as well because like for me my own personal experience I wrote the letter because I had reached like my breaking point I was like enough is enough you know I can do bad by myself I don't need people (laughs) to make me do worse than I'm already am or feel worse you know so anyways and I so I lasted a whole year no contact I think the only person that I was talking to was my dad and my brother um and then it got to a point where I was only talking to my brother and then obviously the whole COVID thing happened and I was just like, you know what, maybe this is a chance, you know, if we're all going to die, it's better to die at peace with everyone kind of thing. Anyways, so I had to be the, now I'm very stubborn, but I had to be the person to, um, to apologize. And the reason why I had to like swallow my pride and apologize is because like in our culture in the African culture it's always like that um elder people are right and if you speak your truth you're the wrong you know you're in the wrong and all of that so I was like you know what for the sake of peace let me just be cordial with everyone and it was tough I'm not gonna lie but I think the whole process in a way was helpful because that letter because I was tired, you know, because sometimes you just, you'll be telling people like, this is how I feel. And then they brush it off. You're telling them, this is how I feel. They just play it like it's nothing. So them to actually see it on paper, like I've had enough. I think it made them process it. So even when we did like reunite, they knew that they cannot be doing the same tricks that they used to do. But that's not to mean that we're like 100% the perfect family. We're not. We still have our issues. And, you know, sometimes the past comes back. No matter, for me, I find that when it comes to healing, you can be healed. But there'll be triggers along the way that are testing you. Like, okay, are you really healed? Like, how are you, if you are, how are you going to handle this scenario? It could even be somebody outside of your trauma it could be like a co-worker it could be a complete stranger but regardless um the past is there for a reason and the triggers are there for a reason but through everything I've learned and through like listening to you two as well ladies I've learned that you know relationships break it doesn't matter if it's it's your family it could be a intimate relationship it could be a friendship they break but we don't have to dwell in it and you know if something is disturbing our peace it's better to distance yourself away from that toxicity and just live your life the best way you can because you can't you know like um you can <laughs> how does how did it say it like you can, um, I'm rounding up, I've spoken for long, but let me just share this because I actually like to refer to it. They say something like, you can break your neck, I don't know if it's exactly this, but you can break your neck for someone, you know, as into when you're helping them and then when you complain to say, you know, like I broke out my neck for you, 
they'll come back and say, well, like, they I didn't, didn't ask, ask you. you to. I so, didn't ask you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, what's the need? Let me just look after myself the best way I can. Let me avoid unnecessary drama. That way I'm not resentful to anyone. I'm not in a constant constant rut of negativity because of anyone. Yeah. And people do learn to leave you alone as well. That's the best part that I like as well. And Anyways, they survive without you. And they survive yes. without you. And you um, can't save everybody, so just no, save yourself. But you should definitely save yourself. Thank you yes. so much, Sylvia. Um, oh, oh my God, so nice seeing you here. I think this is your first time on the African Boss Babe stage. I hope you're going to be back. Uh, <laughs> one big thing that I picked up from you for the letter. Oh my God, like, you know, that letter was so hurtful. And actually, I think it still kind of haunts me till today because, as you said, now the feelings are there for someone to see and read through. But I kept saying, like, that letter is my advocate. That letter will speak for me because no one is on my side. And I'm in an army of, like, one and against all these people. So let that letter, let those words um continue to speak for me guys d i see you here but we're definitely eight minutes over and i really don't want to be that yeah i thought so i thought so so. i'm aware i'm aware yeah but we're here for you coach yeah Ah, thanks thanks we're going over and over but appreciate you shout out to lassos i don't need to i don't need to share nothing i don't need to share anything Um, i just came up to support you babe Thank you, Dee. And Sylvia and Kape, um, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Shout out to anybody who's listening to the replay. As I mentioned, we're here every Tuesday from 8.30 p.m. South Africa time, 9.30 p.m. East Africa time. Typically, my co-host, Naita Tieno, is here with me, but she's taking a break today to attend to personal matters but she will be live and back here i haven't scheduled the room but i know exactly what i want us to talk about next week it is around customer service in the continent like (laughs) ah that's a topic that is close to my heart something happened this week obviously you know these topics are live they're just super personal and that's what makes them fresh and relatable so customer service like what is the issue what is missing what is going on have you ever experienced good customer service what was that like what is it doing to businesses how is our culture affecting it etc etc race so if that's something you're keen on chatting about please do join us next week and if you have a ticket on your your name um that means that you're still not a member of the african boss babes please do request just so you can get the notification when the shows come up that's it from me i'm coach h wishing you all love and light asante sana thanks and goodbye until next time cheers cheers guys